Hi, this is Beamy Shavery, and I am here with your daily dose of energy. I want to thank each and every one of you for your continuous support. All of my new subscribers, all of my subscribers who have been with me since the very beginning. I thank you all. Thank you so much for allowing me to continue to be used as a vessel to pour into your life and help you on your journeys to betterment. I want to welcome all of you all today. And I am super, super excited about this, this message that I have for you all. Um, it feels like the question that is very potent in my mind is if you were the only option, would that be an option you would take? And that's a very important question when it comes to putting yourself in a third person stance, right? You are looking at a, looking from a perspective outside opposed to in, and you are having to make a decision on choosing you, not in a sense of choosing what's best for you in this position, but choosing if you were someone else, would you choose you? If you were the employer, would you choose you? If you were the bachelor or bachelorette, would you choose you? And your first mind is always, of course, like I'm absolutely amazing. Why wouldn't I choose me? Of course I would choose me. But think about you in your most authentic, unbiased form. Would you want to date you? Would you want to marry you? Would you want a child with you? Would you want a relationship in any form with you? Would you want to hire you? Would you like to be your friend? Would you want to wait on you at a table, at a restaurant? You have to be able to see yourself in another perspective in order to understand the work that you need to do or the work that you've already done. And this type of reflection takes a lot, a lot of strength because you really have to step outside of yourself and see yourself through naked eyes. Not someone who knows your experiences, not someone who uh, who knows your perspectives, not someone who knows why your attitude is bad or why you're very insecure or why you don't trust people. Not someone who knows why you have a hard time communicating or why you'd rather not communicate at all. Not someone who is okay with, who understands why you like to be by yourself or why you are an emotional eater or why you are always late. Speaking about myself, not someone who understands those things but someone who's looking at you from a naked eye. And when it comes to transformation and transition and healing and evolution of self, 
there are different layers that you must go through in order to be able to get to the root cause. And again, this journey is not a life. This is this is not a um, a journey that has a destination point. The destination is death. Ultimately, you do not have an ending point. The ending point is is not an ending point until you no longer have any more breath in your body. You will continuously be on a journey of evolution. You will will constantly be learning more about yourself. You'll constantly be evolving in a way that helps to differentiate who you were to who you becoming. But just like in anything, as you reevaluate your friendships and you reevaluate your connections and you reevaluate your career, you also have to reevaluate yourself. But you have to reevaluate yourself in a sense that disconnects you from the emotional standpoint of I understand myself. What about those who don't understand? Look at yourself from a perspective of someone who knows nothing about your background, knows nothing about you, who you are as you are presented. Would you choose you? Would you be someone that you would want to lay up with? Now, me at this stage of my life? Absolutely. I mean, at any stage of my life, I feel like I would. I definitely am an incredible catch. However, would the me today want the me from 21? Probably not, because the me today doesn't have time for the antics. And not that I was drama, but I had zero tolerance, zero patience. My understanding was even even worse. So there comes a time where you have to really be honest with yourself. Would the me at 21 want the me that I am today? No, because I would feel like the me I am today at 20, <clears throat> me being who I am at 21. I, no, we would argue all the time because you just way too like you feel like you got it all together. I don't need nobody tell, telling me and empowering me and encouraging me because right now I need you to understand why I'm pissed off. I need you to understand why I'm I'm really angry. And I guess that's why I'm able to connect with people on different levels because I'm able to tap into who I've evolved from without becoming that person all over again. I understand being 21 and trying to figure your life out. I also understand being 25, going through the depths of defining who you are, but dealing with grief, dealing with depression, dealing with isolation, dealing with these things that you battle internally that no one knows about. Then I also know the person at 30 who is kind of, you know, at this place where, look, hey, I don't I don't need you for anything. I got this. This is what I need you to do. This is who I need you to be. But I also was someone who overgave, overcompromised, oversacrificed, overcontributed in areas where I should have stepped back and watched to see who would be able to pour into me at the level that I needed them to pour into me and be able to disconnect from those who were not instead of overcompensating for their lack. So the who I am today at 35. Oh, she's absolutely not that girl at 30. Now, that girl at 30 was pretty incredible. However, 
this girl at 35 has a really, 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 a really clear view of who and what she is and what she needs to move forward, who she wants to do life with, who she's not willing to do life with and what she's not willing to sacrifice for it. So when you sit back and you take a clear inventory check of your life and who you are, if you are still the same person at the root. Now, don't get me wrong. As you evolve, you don't lose those parts of you that you are evolving from. They come with you, but you're evolving, right? You are not. I'm not who I was at 21, but that girl is still in me. She's who motivates me. She keeps me she keeps me grounded. She keeps me in check with the depths and the honesty and authentic nature of myself. However, I have evolved through the years. So there are certain levels there. There's many, many layers that I would have to go backwards in order to be that person again. And in order to do that, I would lose so much in between and it's not worth it for me. So it's the same thing with you when you're looking at your life and you're looking at your attitude and you're so you're quick to jump back into your old self. That's because your old self isn't fully. There's not enough layers in between who you were and who you've become. So that means you still have a lot of growth to do in between. There's still a lot of other layers you need to get through because you are still too close to the bottom. You're too close to who you were. You're too close to what you used to be. It's too comfortable. I'm at a place now where it doesn't even feel comfortable for me to be and react and speak the way that I used to at 21 years old. How quick my attitude was, how quick I was to pop off, how quick I was to jump in someone's throat. I'm not that girl anymore. She's still down deep up in me. Like she ain't that far deep down, but she down up in there. And it, it, it just, you know, I got too much to lose to tap back into her. However, when I when needed, she's there. So it's it's one of those moments of realizing, yes, I've evolved. I'm different. But sometimes you have to revisit who you were to remind you and help remind other people of where they should not cross, how far they should not go. And sometimes you need that as a reminder to remind yourself of people in interactions with places and different type of environments that you should not be a part of anymore because it doesn't suit who you are today. It doesn't, it does not feel comfortable for me to be who I was. And as you grow and as you evolve, those are some things that become natural for you to just change. Your communication style changes the way that you see life. It changes the way that you view relationships. It changes the way that you adapt in certain situations that changes the things you're willing to compromise and sacrifice and negotiate in certain areas of your life. You those things shift and change as you get older and as you become more in tune with what you are and who you are and what you truly desire and deserve of life. There are certain things that you do not want to engage in and there are certain things you'll you refuse to settle for. It could be something as small as the way people speak to you. A lot of times people think communication rules a nation. Oh, let me just go ahead. And as long as you're talking, it's good. But if you're not talking about anything, you're wasting your oxygen and your breath and my time. 
So the key to life is not communication, but comprehension. What is it that you are communicating to me? What is it that I'm taking away from this conversation? If what you are saying is a bunch of bullshit, keep it because you're wasting my time. And I don't like to be in repetitive conversations with people where it's like we're going in circles and we're not getting anywhere. You're not understanding what I'm saying. I'm not understanding what you're saying. And we're going back and forth. And I'm more frustrated because we're not understanding. The comprehension is not is non-existent. Therefore, there's a disconnect. And where there's a disconnect, there's a there's going to be a dissolve. We are going to either walk away from each other or we're going to figure out a way to bring it together. But either way, there has to be effective communication. There has to be also, there has to be efficient effort put in on both ends, no matter if it's a job, no matter if it's a relationship, it has to be an equal give and take. And not saying that it's 50-50 because it's never 50-50, but it's always going to be It needs to be worth my wild and worth your wild. So it needs to be worth your wild to have me and it needs to be worth my wild to have you. And the truth is, most times the odds are not equal because for a job, let's say you're you're applying for this career, this new job in corporate and you get this job. Right. You get this job. Yes, you're familiar with what it is you do, but then you typically you're kind of not you're kind of not familiar. So they still have to train you. The money that it costs for them to drug test you, to background check you, to get you trained, to um, disregard the fact that you're not up to par to where you need to be because you are new. They're trying to train you. They have to take the time. Time is money. You having to build up your connections, you having to build up the rapport with people to trust you to get things done. You having to really network and maneuver in a way that really shows that you are an asset to the company opposed to a liability because they're pouring a lot into you. Your medical insurance is not cheap. You are on a group plan with the company, which means you're only paying a portion out of your checks of what they pay monthly for the entire company to be a part of this health plan. So look, think about everything that they are investing in you in hopes that you become good enough for them to keep. On the other hand, you sacrifice your time and your gas. That's not an equal give and take. Yes, you may be knowledgeable, but you're not to the point to where they need you to be because they still have to train you. You're not training anybody. They're training you. So that is not an equal give and take. Now, that's not saying that you're not an asset. You could potentially be an incredible asset once you retain all the tools that you need to be efficient in the role that you were hired on to do. The same in relationships. If you get with someone and this person makes more money and you're coming into this relationship, this person is really stable financially, emotionally. They're not all there. Physically, they're working on themselves. Spiritually, they're kind of they're okay, but they have the stability that you desire. But you come in and you are spiritually balanced. You're working on your physical asset as well. But you're not as stable as they are together. That is it that that you would make that work into similar equal exchange, but it's not equal 
Because still, if they left the relationship, all you have, you have your spirituality, which is a big thing. But the stability that you desire and crave, it comes from them. So them walking away from the relationship, yes, they may miss the spiritual part of you, but they have the stability. So it's it's an equal give and take in a sense of we both are investing all that we have. And all that and we are in a in a process of bringing more into the union, no matter what aspect you're comparing this to. It could be a career. It could be a um, a relationship and it could just be yourself. What is it that you are pouring into you to build up your self-worth so that anywhere you go, any room you go into whether you have a zero dollar balance in your bank account or a hundred hundred thousand dollar balance in your bank account, you are a asset just because of who you are. Your presence is charity. They'd rather have you there regardless to what it is you have in a tangible sense. They just want you there because you are the asset. You are the token. You are the prize. So in this state of transition and in this state of building your worth up and building yourself up, you're in this place of trying to really calculate what your value is. If you're dealing in a relationship, why should this person stay in a relationship with you Opposed to leaving and finding someone better. Yes, we can always say the grass isn't green on the other side, but sometimes it is. The grass is greener where you water and nurture it. So if that grass is stale where he is with you or she is with you and she goes with this other person who has what is evergreen grass or St. Augustine grass, you have this this artificial grass that still has to be watered. It still has to be neutered. I mean, (laughs) nurtured and fertilized and it is still beautiful green grass. Yes. It may not be the type of grass you have in your yard, but I'm willing to pour more into the upkeep of that one because it's an asset to me. It benefits me more to do so. So it's not enough for us to have this mentality of, oh, baby, I'm the I'm the best you can get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, we know that we're the best that our partners can get. But the only way you can really, truly say you are the best is because you know that you put the work in on yourself and you know that the work that you've put in in yourself is exactly what has held the relationship afloat. But if that person has been carrying the relationship and all you've been doing is take, 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 taking. No, you're the liability. They're the asset. So wherever they go, that grass is greener. So it's all about looking at it from an unbiased point of view. How do I build up my value? How do I build up, build up my self-worth? How do I get to a place where no matter what you take away from me, no matter what you give me, it doesn't depreciate my value. Whether that be reading more, investing more in my health, investing more in the way that I communicate, learning more about my partner. Sometimes we get in relationships and we become 
so stagnant because we think we know them so well. We get to the place to where, oh, well, I've been with you 10 years. I've been with you five years. I've been with you a year. You, I already know you. But how can you say that when we are constantly supposed to be evolving? If this person has not grown in the last year to five years that you've been with them and you know them so well that they never switch a, a they're always who they are. They do the same thing every day. Y'all relationship sucks and your relationship is dying because there has to be constant evolution individually. This person has to continue to grow. What happens is you get in relationships and you want this person to remain the exact same way that they were when you met them. But that's because you're falling in love with the leaves of who they are opposed to the core. If you take the time to really get to know the core of the person, you realize that the core does not change. So you're not upset. You're not conflicted. You're not in a battle inside your home with the person or with yourself when the person decides I no longer like this type of music. I want to listen to this type of music or I kind of want to switch up the way that I dress. Let me switch up the cologne or the perfume that I wear. You don't automatically go to, oh, they cheating or oh, it's somebody else. You will go to, OK, he's on this journey. He's he's tapping into something new about himself or, oh, she trying to, you know, she's she's trying to switch up things. She's on this new path. She's trying to figure herself out in this stage of her life. That doesn't intimidate you. It doesn't make you feel like. Something else is going on because a person's leaves are changing. The leaves of a person, the outer of the person, the habits, the routine of a person is and should change because those are things that are not. Those are not cemented. Those are things that are for seasons of your life, of your being, of your existence. But as you continue to grow and as you continue to evolve, you turn you tune to like different things you want to like. I don't like tuna fish anymore. Maybe I want to eat, you know, Maui or I don't really like fish anymore at all. I'm going to go vegan or I, okay, I don't want to be vegan anymore. I'm going to go vegetarian. It is about changing up to create more of a versatility within yourself. You're learning more about yourself and you need to be with someone who understands that I'm not falling in love with you because of the accessories of you. I'm not falling in love with you because of the outer. I, I need to get to know the core of you. I need to get to know that depth of who you are because the depth of who you are is what connects me to you. That's something I can know. I know that's going to be solid. That's where your morals Lie. That's where your character is. That's where your personal principles are. That's where your belief system is. Those are the things that matter. Those are the things you should connect to, not what type of food this person eats or not what type of cologne or perfume this person wears today or not that this person laughs at this movie today. And next year he won't laugh at this movie no more. So he must be messing with someone else who makes him laugh at other things or I'm getting boring to him or, you know, it's not about that. It's getting to know your spouse. It's getting to know your person. It's getting to know yourself so that you know what you are presenting. And when you consistently are able to ask yourself, would I choose me? Would I be a, the ultimate choice? If I had options, would I choose to settle down with me? 
and step outside of your personal biasness of self and look at the truth of it. Would I? Would I want to deal with this person's attitude? Would I want to deal with the fact that this person, I feel like this person is lazy or I feel like this person doesn't motivate me, doesn't pour life into me. This person doesn't really attract me, doesn't really fulfill me on a sexual level, doesn't want to, doesn't want to cook for me. They're tired. Everything is a complaint. Everything is, is, is frustration. Everything in the world makes them angry. If one thing goes wrong, the whole week is bad. Like, is that the type of energy you would want? Do you want to be with someone who has nothing but drama in their family, doesn't know how to control the drama from their household, doesn't know how to put people in their place? You don't feel protected with yourself. Like I would I protect me? Would I feel safe with this person if it was me? If I was having to choose me, would I feel safe with this person? Would this person nurture my emotions and protect me? When you speak about protection and providing from a spouse, that doesn't just come from a man. It also comes from a woman protecting someone's heart, protecting their their mind, their spirit, doing what's best for them, even when it doesn't benefit you. Do you trust this person? Would you trust yourself beyond the normal capabilities of trust. Do I trust you to do what's best for both of us, even when it's hard to make the decision? Do I trust you to do what's best for both of us, even if it doesn't benefit you to do it? How deep is my love for you? You know, like you have to ask yourself these questions about yourself in order to get a clear picture of what it is that you are truly saying you deserve. Because if you do not possess what it is that you are asking from someone else, you're never going to be able to receive or sustain that of which you desire because you're not it. In order to get someone that is loyal, you need to be able to be loyal. In order to get someone that is trustworthy, you need to be trustworthy. In order to get someone who you are attracted to and who cares about the way that they present themselves and who doesn't embarrass you out in public and who, who lives a very solid, stable life, that is something you need to exude. Now, of course, your partner, your friends, your, your circle is supposed to make you better. But if you don't possess those things on a basic level, you can't expect anyone else to come in and supersede anything that you're anything that you're able to bring that just doesn't make sense and it's unrealistic and you'll constantly be disappointed because you're consistently putting pressure on someone else to be something that you are not so it's very important that during this work that you're doing on yourself take the time to reevaluate yourself during these moments when you have an opportunity write down the things your truths I, I did this thing with myself about three years ago well four years ago and I wrote this list of everything about myself I did not hold back I did not uh, try to fancy it up I wrote down the first thing that came to my head about myself and ended up being three pages of things front and back and when I look on those things. I look at the things that I love. I look at the things that I don't like. I look at the things that have made me who I am. I look at the things that 
you don't really want to admit to people the insecurities, the fears, the, you know, um, everything, everything, the things you love about yourself, the things you don't quite love about yourself, the things that make you feel insecure or unhappy. All of those things are they matter and they're important because they make up the makeup of who you are. So you have to be able to see it for yourself. Because when you're able to look at yourself for who you truly are, no one can tell you about yourself. No one can tell me anything about who I am more than I can tell myself. That's why I can tell you if what you are seeing and who you are saying I am is the truth or not. Because there's no way you can identify something about myself that I haven't identified first. Because I take the time to look at myself. I take the time to really dig deep into myself. Now, people's perspectives of you are different, of course. But this helps you to create that boundary of, okay, I can observe what you're saying. I can hear what you're saying, but I'm not going to absorb it as my truth. Your truth of who I am based on your perception is your business. My truth based on who I know I am is mine. So that is where you have to create this type of self-confidence in yourself, this ability to step into yourself and accept you flaws and all. A lot of people say, I accept myself. I love myself. But then you hide from those parts of you that you want no one else to know about. And in return, those things keep you in shame. They keep you in bondage. They keep you hiding from yourself. Confidence and sex appeal and all of those things come from a person really walking in their truth inside and out. There's nothing anybody can say to make me feel ashamed of who I am. And that's how you have to get. It is a process. It is it is definitely a huge difference from who I am today and who I was at 21. Yes, my core still the same. But my leaves have changed a few times. Every relationship I've had, I've only had three, but every relationship that I've had. They've received a different version of myself when it comes to the leaves, the the um, things I loved, the things I was into, the things I liked, the things I didn't like. But my core, my morals, my foundation. Oh, that's solid. That's been there. I've only grown from that. So take this time with all these shifts that are going on and it's beautiful time for reflection to look at yourself and be able to really pick apart who you are and learn to love and accept those pieces of you that you choose to not clap for those parts of you that you choose to hide away and tuck away because you yourself are ashamed or embarrassed by them, own them, accept them, nurture them and heal from those parts of yourself, because that is where you're able to look at you and say, regardless to what I've been through, regardless to what I've seen, regardless to what I've had to experience, if I was an option for me, I would choose me. You have to know that you deserve to not only be an option, but a choice. The top choice. 
in any aspect of your life. You deserve that. But if you don't know that you deserve that, you'll never walk in it. You'll never operate in that type of energy. So I hope that this brings you a little bit of encouragement and allows you to know that it's it's so much beauty in tapping into yourself. And then it's also a lot of beauty in stepping outside of yourself so that you can see yourself through a new lens so that you can both appreciate the things that you have changed and evolved and and who you are as a whole and also know what areas you can work on. We're all on this journey together and it's a beautiful, beautiful roller coaster. And if I had to choose anyone else's life, I wouldn't. And that's how you have to get to the point to where you feel about yourself. Where your great outweighs any bad. Despite everything you feel you've lost or missed out on. So this has been your daily dose of energy and until tomorrow, I hope that this message helps you and it pours into you and it allows you to see things a little bit more clearer and from an unbiased lens that is coming from nothing but love, support. I honor you, I support you and I believe in each and every one of you. So until tomorrow... Bye.